In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert, and I am thrilled to have Daniel Smith on the podcast today. Daniel Smith is a scriptural history enthusiast whose dream in life is to help visually teach others about the scriptures in a way never done before. He currently works as the lead for Scripture Plus and the virtual scriptures teams for Scriptural Central, formerly known as Book of Mormon Central. He also runs the YouTube channel called Messages of Christ with over 50 million views and 415,000 subscribers. His passion is teaching about Holy Week, the life of Christ, ancient temples, and the Jewish feasts. He's recreated several ancient artifacts, including the clothing of the high priest, hosted many ancient Jewish feasts, and blogged on numerous subjects. He's presented at various conferences and events, including Education Week, the Temple on Mount Zion Conference, Firesides, and Tabernacle Youth Camps throughout the United States. So Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and welcome to Doing Good. You bet. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, I am so excited to talk to you right now. And probably by the time this podcast airs, we'll be getting ready to do a serve with our youth in a virtual or not a virtual in a live reenactment of the traveling tabernacle. And so we are so excited to do that. It's coming to our stake at the end of September. And we are able to sort of see that ancient tabernacle and act as hosts and tour through it. And I'm sure you're probably really familiar with that. <laughs> I've helped a little bit. So, yes. The the and video that you'll that everybody will watch is the video that I produced as well. So Yes, so. okay. And I just watched that video when we were introducing it to all of our youth. And so that is so exciting. So tell me about your passion for just ancient scripture and all the Jewish feasts and the tabernacle and what got you interested in that subject in particular? I think it, I would say it started really with a book that I was reading that talks a lot about different aspects of the clothing of the high priest and about the tabernacle and ancient temples. And I had gone through the temple obviously and and i felt like when i went through the temple i didn't really understand everything that was going on as most everybody feels but then as i started studying about the tabernacle it really just kind of opened up a lot of different angles that i had not thought through and it really helped me better understand the temple itself and so that was one of the things that really got me excited and I'm a very visual person, and so I started doing research of, okay, well, what did the tabernacle look like? What did the clothing of the high priest look like? And there weren't that many depictions that were well done and and lots of videos and those type of things. And I, I kind of was like, well, maybe I could do something like this. And so that's where it really started was a book that I read and really enjoyed it and and it just kind of started me getting going on this track. And again, knowing that there isn't a lot of visual content out there in the first place. Yes. Well, what is the book that you read? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> um, you have to know. Drawing a blank. It's, 
the, well, I have it. Oh, good. Go find it. Cause we're all like, well, now we all have to read and know what book this is. The gate of heaven, the gate of heaven. Who, who's the author? Matthew Brown. Okay. The gate of heaven, Matthew Brown. Well, I, and there's a lot of other good books out there, but that was one that I had read and it's, it's just really well done. Unfortunately, he's passed away. Matthew Brown has passed away, but the temple on Mount Zion conference is actually done in his honor. Oh, that's amazing. He still kind of lives on through that conference. Oh, what an incredible legacy. Well, that is so neat that that was sort of the catalyst to everything. And I agree that there really isn't a lot of explanation in the temple about the robes and about what you put on. And it's interesting, like the clothing and it's, there's a lot of explanation about, you know, this, the symbols and the, the church has done a really great job of now sort of introducing the, the temple endowment ceremony and getting a little bit deeper and more explanation into the whys and what it, you know, what everything represents, but not with the clothing in particular. And why do you think, why do you think that is? And how much is it something that's like, well, it's just sacred and we don't talk about it? Or have you found like, no, there are lots of answers and opportunities to learn about it if you seek them? Yeah, I th- I think there's several aspects of this that first off, when, you know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, when, you know, this was all kind of coming down the ages of through Joseph Smith and different prophets that the temple was seen as very sacred. So they didn't talk about it, but it was in an age that's very different than today where, you know, you have online all kinds of different depictions. I mean, you have it on Big Love, you have it on all kinds of different shows that now are showing this. And so there's this aspect of it is sacred, but I almost feel like we need to talk about it more now because otherwise they're not going to get in other places except in bad locations. Right. And bad information. Yeah. So, but I, I do think there are a lot of answers. I mean, there are a lot of quotes by general authorities that talk about the clothing obviously a little bit more in broad terms not like this equals this and this equals that yeah and and honestly i don't think there's a reason that it needs to have you know this particular aspect represents this because even with the clothing of the high priest there's only a few of the pieces that are actually talked about symbolized or you know the symbolism where it's very clear in the text this equals this yes the rest is kind of left open and i think that's purposeful i think the lord wants us to think through and say okay how can this connection be made and i think it could be the same thing for our clothing because obviously the clothing of the high priest is not the clothing we wear today it's different right but the concept is the same that you have in ancient times the clothing you know you have the word in in hebrew kafar which is atonement means literally to cover and so when you are being covered by clothing you are literally having the atonement put upon you and you think about it adam and eve what is the very first thing when they come out of the garden they are covered yes 
that word atonement, which is kafar in Hebrew, and not even that, you think about it, what are they covered by? They're by covered skin. by skins of what? I mean, you have yeah. to make this implication. Yeah. Right, with animals, and that's the first sacrifice that was made. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't say that. That's, again, where we have to read yes. into that. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's this innocent animal that had to die, and because of the death of this animal, Adam and Eve, the shame they felt of being naked yes. is now covered over by the skins of these animals. Yes. And so think about it. What do we do? We receive covering yes. of the atonement, the symbol of Jesus Christ, that we are now covered over by the atonement of Jesus Christ. And so that shame of sin and all the things that we've done in the past are covered over by the atonement. And that clothing is that symbol of it. So again, I kind of wonder if it's purposeful that the Lord is saying, in essence, I want you to think about this. I don't want this to be something that you go into the temple and every single answer is given because otherwise, why do you need to go back? Why do you need to think about it? Why do you need to ponder it? Yes. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I feel is that while it is sacred, there's also this aspect that if we give you everything, if we give you all the answers, you're not going to think about it. Absolutely. And it's opportunity for growth and learning, like you said, spiritual yeah. growth and learning. And you have to seek it. And that's in the scriptures, it, it all the time, seek and ye shall find. Ask, knock, like go after these things, ask questions, and they'll reveal it. Heavenly Father will reveal it a little at a time. And and maybe at the time that you need it, if, if you learned it all at once, like you said, what what would be the need for repetition and in, in going back? But if you learn a little at a time, and particularly if you're going through a really difficult time and you go to the temple and all of a sudden something clicks, it's like this little jewel from heaven that gets you through and that helps you. And I love that you're talking about this. It's so good. I had kind of a similar experience in the temple with that particular, with the clothing and the, and the garments of the holy priesthood and after doing initiatories. And I was, you know, just thinking about the wording and, you know, especially like you said, when they were found naked. And I'm like, that's such a w interesting phrase. They weren't found like, oh, you're naked? I didn't know that. You know, like it, it's almost like he knew they were. But I had this thought come to my mind, and it was when they were found unprotected. And before they were clothed, you know, and this is all in the scriptures, and so I hope I'm not saying anything that I shouldn't. We can edit it out if I am. But before they were clothed, Satan was able to tempt them and try them and was able to have direct access to them without protection. And then once they were clothed, and you so beautifully said it, putting on the atonement, and covered, like now the atonement, I mean, you can apply that in so many ways, covering their sins, covering their shame. They're covered now. The next time Satan approaches them, when, you know, they're out in the world, Heavenly Father immediately sends help. And it's, you know, he sends apostles and he sends help. And they're able to withstand the temptations and they're able to make better choices because now they have that protection. And so for me, it was like, such a testimony building experience of wearing the temple garment. And when I'm unprotected, 
Satan is able to, you know, get to us more. And and I just I think it's such a blessing. And 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 I I I would love for my children when they eventually go to the temple to know like it's not just things that you wear and it it's not just modesty. It's literal protection and and a sacrifice and representing the savior. And I wonder, I'm like, do people know this? Like I want to shout it from the rooftops. Like, how amazing is that? Like it's wouldn't you want that all the time? I do. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And and another thing that I find that's so powerful about it is think about it from Adam and Eve's perspective. And and obviously, there's so much of the story we're missing. We don't know, yes. you know, all the details that are happening, how things happen. But at least the story that we have that comes down through us, think about it from Adam and Eve's perspective. They've never seen death in the garden. Right. And all of a sudden, the very first animal that dies, they now have to stick on top of themselves. It is going to be a vivid memory and a way for them to remember that it's only through death that I am covered and my shame, like you mentioned, is covered over and those type of things. So there's so much beauty in that. And so as we wear our clothing, our garments that we should be having that same thought that in essence, I am covered by the atonement of Jesus Christ. My shame is covered over, but it's only because of his death, his death on the cross, that we can have that cleansing effect. That is so powerful. That is so powerful and so beautiful. And it just, it, it fills me with gratitude that, Jesus Christ did that for us and and provided these beautiful symbols and learning experiences. And again, I feel like, how come more people don't know this? <laughs> and maybe they do. And it's, you know, and that's not to say like, oh, I can't believe, but I feel like this is something I feel like should be talked about even more and and shared and discussed because this is something that it means so much to me in particular is is the absolute blessing of wearing the temple garment and i i hope that you know my children again when my my oldest is 14 so he's you know a few more years four more years and we'll maybe go on a mission and go to the temple i hope they realize the significance and beauty and absolute blessing it is to wear that temple garment what would you say to you know maybe someone that is thinking yeah but you know, it it talks about wearing it throughout your life. And this is probably getting into more personal things, but I would just love to know your opinion on, you know, maybe someone that doesn't fully understand those blessings or thinks, well, what is, why all the time? And, and, and what significance? Isn't it just like a symbol? Like, can I just wear it when I'm feeling like it's important to me? Like, what is the significance or covenant that we make of wearing it all the time? Why do I need to do that? I mean... I think first off, we have to understand that, you know, it says all the time, but you don't wear it when you shower or when you go swimming or things like that. So there are obviously exceptions, but that's the exception to the rule. And so for me, when it says that you're always wearing it, you want to always have the atonement of Jesus Christ on you. It's not just sometimes or part of the time or, you know, in the evenings or whatever, when you're not doing certain activities or things like that, that it's like the atonement of Jesus Christ should always be covering you. 
and it should be a constant reminder. And so there really is this aspect that, yeah, we do have occasions where we may take them off, but the symbol is teaching us that just like the sacrament, you may not take the sacrament every single week, but the symbol is that you should be repenting and taking Christ into you. That's the same symbol of the bread. It literally becomes part of you. It nourishes you. It strengthens you. It feeds you. It gives you, you know, health and, and more abilities. That should be something that's happening on a weekly basis, even if you don't necessarily, you know, maybe you have to work on a Sunday or you have to, you go on a trip or something and you can't go and have the sacrament. But that symbol is still there that on a regular, constant basis, you are taking Christ upon you and into yourself. And it's not just this once a week or when you pray or when you go to the temple, it should be a constant daily reminder to you. That is so beautiful. And I love that you bring the sacrament into this and that idea of bringing Christ into you and having him nourish you instead of just thinking the bread is the body and the water is the blood, but taking him into you, that is such a beautiful thought and that He he's the one that nourishes and strengthens us. Tell me about your, it, it seems like I'm I'm a creative mind, and so I love symbols, and I love metaphors, and I love diving deep, and what what if this could mean this? And tell me about your ability to maybe in, interpret symbols and and you know think about you know things metaphorically. Has that always come natural to you, or is that something that you've had to work on? Like, what is what are they really meaning by this? Is that because sometimes I think it's a talent for some people that they can hear something or hear a parable and be like. I got it. And other people are like, I have no idea why we're doing this or what it means. And it's just a symbol itself. How, how do you kind of dive deeper to find these beautiful, the, these beautiful meanings of truth and these beautiful little insights that you are so good at explaining to us? Honestly, I think it's a lot of it is because of the fact that I've read the works of other people that have done similar type of homework. In other words, it's, it's not something that you just, I don't feel like anybody really just, oh, I have the gift of, and, and I think there obviously are gifts that people are given, but I look at when I went on my mission, this was not the way that I saw things. I didn't know why I went to the temple. I mean, I knew, you know, the general, it helps us come closer to God and we get married then we get sealed and you know all those type of things the kind of right. general primary answers so to speak but right but like what are some of the symbols that really was as i was studying the old testament as i was studying what others had written and then really kind of trying to think through it and, and again that kind of goes back to our conversation at the beginning i think the lord wants us to do that in fact i know he does yes and so it's something that it's we should be saying how can I gain that skill? And the way that I need to gain that skill is by studying, by reading the scriptures, by immersing myself into them, and not just reading them, but actually thinking through it. And I, and I think one of the things, remember when I was at BYU, I had a professor who one of our assignments was we had to write a blog. And that's actually where a lot of this started was 
I had to write a blog, I think, I'm trying to remember if it was weekly or couple of times a week or something like that. And it was basically on the thoughts that you're having as you're reading. I don't even remember the book of scripture that the assignment was, but it started getting me thinking about things because I had to write it down. And, you know, there's so many different apostles that have talked about, you know, having a gratitude journal or writing your thoughts down or having a book next to you and, and writing things when you have new thoughts. And, and for me, that is a big part of it is that because I wrote things down and was thinking through, it kind of forced me to go through that process. And so I think it's not something that we should expect, oh, well, you have a gift or this person has a gift or I can't have it because of that. I think it's really something that anybody can be able to learn and should expect this is something that I can learn. I can find symbols of Christ in everything that I do. And it may not be the same symbols that you find, and that's actually okay. I think that's what God wants. Yeah. He wants all of us to find Christ in everything that we're doing. And I love that you bring up apostles encouraging us to write things down. And Elder Irene comes to mind, and he's mentioned that several times before. And it's funny because I'll sometimes have a, an answer to prayer or a spiritual experience, and I'll think, that was so amazing, and I don't write it down. And it's so interesting how quickly you forget. And the scriptures even talk about that, like, oh, how quick you are to forget things. Like, you guys forget things all the time, and and how Heavenly Father has blessed you. And and the less, you know, if it's almost telling Heavenly Father you appreciate and you're grateful for the answers he gives you when you take time to acknowledge it, thank him for it, write it down, and you can go back to it when you're struggling. Like, I don't know what to do. Oh, remember when he answered your prayer this time? Or, oh, yeah, I forgot that he said this to me, and he spoke to my heart this way. And it's so important to do that for your own testimony and for a legacy to leave to your children or, you know, family members and spouses. I think it's such a great thing. And to just keep it in the forefront of your mind that Heavenly Father is active in your life and answering questions. And and I'm so glad that you bring up that you've studied these things, like you've worked hard on understanding and studying and resources are out there and they're available. And something that you have put together to help people understand the scriptures more and kind of dive deeper is Scripture Plus and the virtual scripture teams for, te- for Scriptures Central. So tell us a little bit about what is Scripture Plus? You know, how did that kind of come about? What are the virtual scriptures, your YouTube channel, all that kind of stuff? Tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Uh, well, <laughs> there's a lot. I know, there is a lot. <laughs> do my best. So we'll start with Scripture Plus. Let's do it. Scripture Plus really came about about four years ago, I think it was. The ideas have been kind of going about. It's, it's interesting, before I even joined scripture plot or scripture central which again used to be called book of mormon central i had thought through an app because there was an app that existed that was called glow bible it was created by you know a christian organization and really well done and i said we need that for latter-day saints we need that for the book of mormon we need that for the doctrine and covenants because basically goes in and add you know all these pictures and videos and 3D models and things like that in it. 
unfortunately, Globite will no longer exist. So if you're if you're listening to this and you go try to download it, it doesn't exist. So although maybe that's a good thing because now we can come in and you know yeah. have what we're producing. So Scripture Plus, we I have a very big team, lots of different people that are working on this. We also have a lot of you know writers and things like that that are doing things that. At first, it wasn't really even related to Scripture Plus, but basically everything goes into this one app. We have a license from the church to have the text of the scriptures. We're actually the first one to receive that. Oh, wow. And as you scroll through the text, it has videos and quotes from general authorities. We have, for example, we have service missionaries that the church has allowed us to have that will actually go in and curate quotes from general authorities so that as you're reading the scriptures, those quotes will come up. We have, you know, videos from various producers, not just Latter-day Saints, but also what we feel is some of the best content on YouTube, because that's our primary place where we're, you know, hosting content. And so I go through and, and my team goes through and we, we find different content. We've done things like We've scanned old Bibles that are no longer in print, that are out of copyright, that have beautiful artwork, but we've gone in and scanned them, photoshopped them, and restored them. So now you have that. We've, we've also licensed some artwork. Wow. And so as you're scrolling through the text, you have all of this information. One of the other things that I've been working on as well is the 3D models and that is again because of the fact that so often you can't visualize it right so we're going in and we're building 3d models for some of the most significant sites wow. so i have you know a whole series on the tabernacle where i go through and i show in 3d all of the different parts i it reads the text of exodus so when you're reading the tabernacle about the tabernacle which is extremely confusing you yes. can see visually every single piece of the tabernacle being created using the text of the scriptures in an animation. And that's the type of thing that we're trying to do is, is saying, okay, what is it? Where are the, the stopping points? Because even like with the tabernacle kind of going back to that, I remember when, okay, study the tabernacle and you'll better understand the temple. So I go to Exodus and I read it. I'm like, what did I just read? Yeah, it's tricky. No to idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's again where we're trying to say, okay, the tabernacle's important. Yeah. There's like, I don't remember, there's like 50 chapters in the Old Testament that directly relate to the tabernacle. 50 wow. chapters. Again, I don't remember the exact number. It's like 48 or 52 or something, but it's a lot of chapters. That's a lot. And if you don't understand the tabernacle, you are understanding a lot of these stories. Or if you don't understand the ancient temple, you are understanding the context of Jesus when he's talking about certain things or sacrifice. But if we can all of a sudden bring that to light, because the ancients didn't have that problem. Yeah. They go to the tabernacle, they see it. Right. They know what it looks like. Right. They go to the temple, they see what sacrifice is. Right. They don't have a problem. So yep. they don't need to visualize it where we do. And so that's what we're trying to do. Um, so the hope is that eventually this is not quite there yet. Although we do have some features within Scripture Plus where you can go into the 3D models. We have 
a service missionary did a phenomenal job at creating Liberty Jail at the time of Joseph Smith. And that's now on Google Street View. So you can go to Liberty Jail and walk through in Google Street View through Liberty Jail as it would have appeared, the two floors, the outside, walk around the building and see what it would have looked like according to the latest you know, historians' opinions on what it would have looked like. And so we've done that. We are working on the Kirtland Temple, which obviously we have, but we don't have permission to film inside. Right. So we right. built a 3D model of it. The Nauvoo Temple, we have, and and the project that, that is the, I'm most excited about right now is the city of Jerusalem at the time of Jesus. Oh, that would be amazing. And that would and be incredible. Yeah. And, and what we're doing is, so there's been a lot of models that have been made yeah. out there, but they're not, they're kind of, I almost want to say bare bones. And I've helped with some of those projects. What we're trying to do is make one that's not only based on the archeology, span all of the historical records, but also knowing the stories and saying, okay, let's focus on these areas yeah. so that you can be able to have a really vivid experience. So the, the model that we have, I do have one video that's out right now that shows our latest renders. Where's that I, on? It's, it's called the understanding the widow's might, I think on, oh, okay. on YouTube. Okay. And I have people that say, is that real? Because like, it's, it's so lifelike? That's amazing. Yeah. And we don't have people in there yet. That's the one thing that we're, we're still working on. Yeah. But the hope is to make it so real and so accurate. We, we're basing it on architectural remains of the temple. There's about 500 architectural pieces from the temple, primarily the royal stoa. And we're using all of those architectural elements, so flower designs and different patterns and motifs. That's the designs that we're using. And every single design in that is based on some piece of archaeological evidence. So when you look at it, wow, it looks like it's a real building because we're obviously making a lot of guesses. Yeah. But it's based on actual evidence. That is so fascinating. And the purpose of all this is to bring the scripture stories to life and and have this immersive, I was going to say real life, but virtual, <laughs> immersive virtual experience as if yeah. you were there. And I think it is so awesome that with Scripture Plus, and is that YouTube or an app, the Scripture Plus with the video? Scripture Plus is an app. It okay. uses YouTube to run the videos. Okay. Um, and so it's it like is an, an app and it's free. Everything we do is free. So we don't awesome. charge for anything. And so, so you can read as you're going along and it's talking about, you know, Nephi getting the breastplates, whatever. And then there's pictures and there's depictions and there's talks and there's videos that go along with the stories just to supplement right. your study and your knowledge of the scriptures. Correct. How neat. I think that is such an awesome idea and how fun for the youth and our children that are growing up in this kind of world. Like there's so much information now out there and, and so many incredible resources to strengthen testimonies and to make, to make it fun and to make and, to, and relatable. You know, when it's one thing to read about 
the story of Nephi crossing the waters. I mean, that's it's incredible. But if you saw the ship and then you hear a conference talk about it and you're watching the brothers have a fight or whatever it is, you know, as, as you go along and you're creating these things, how neat would that be to be like, oh, now let's watch this video about it. And for people that are not just auditorial learners, but visual learners, that they can be immersed in that. And I think that's such a great thing that you're doing. And the eventual goal is that this would actually be a VR and AR type experience or, you know, video game type thing. So it's not just watch a video. It would be actually, okay, let's take a tour of the temple. That is so, so cool. We've done a little bit of that. So we're, we're collaborating with BYU. There is a, a team that I actually run, even though I'm not a BYU employee. Yeah. The BYU Virtual Scriptures group. And I'm the one that manages that team. So we have several students at BYU. The funding comes from BYU on that aspect. But then we also are collaborating where we have some of our own team that is working on that. And the goal is that eventually you could go into VR. We actually did this a couple of months ago where we took, I think it was around five or eight people. It was just a test. We went into one of the basketball courts at BYU and we all had VR headsets on, and we had Tyler Griffin, who, if you know, he's the Come Follow Me Insights, excellent at talking about the temple. Yeah. And he gave a tour to approximately 10 people in the gym, and there's no boundaries except, obviously, the gym walls. So, right. You know, he's, like, walking us around, and we're all in VR, but you could see the other people because you have kind of avatars. Right. And so it's those type of things where we're trying to push the boundary of saying, okay, you could take and have somebody in a big room and give them a tour, or maybe they're just on their computer or whatever it might be. And so they're not just watching a video, they're actually visualizing it in a much more engaging way. And maybe there's some sort of interactivity where you have to, you know, act as if you're doing a Passover or you're offering a sacrifice or you're learning about how to become ritually clean or things like that. And so that's the eventual goal. But we first have to build a set. And that's yeah. what we're doing. That is so neat. And that would, I think something like that, yeah, like a, a virtual experience. I mean, my boys would go crazy for something like that. They think they would think that was so fun. You know, if I'm like, let's sit down and learn about the tabernacle, they'd be like, boring. <laughs> if I'm like, let's go take a virtual tour and you can yeah. see what they did and, and immerse yourself in that experience would think that is awesome. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to come talk with me today and for all of the good things you are doing. Tell us a little bit again about where people can go if they want to download that app, what your YouTube channel is, and any other information that you'd like people to know about what you're working on or doing or how to make the scriptures come alive in their life. So you can you can go to any, you know, iOS or Android, the the stores, the Google Play store, download Scripture Plus. You can also just go to scriptureplus.org and it has the links there if, if that's easier for you. Our, a lot of our content is also available online, which is at scripturecentral.org or also bookofmormoncentral.org. We're going through, you know, changing the name. And so you can technically right now go to both websites. Okay. And then my personal YouTube channel, or, or I mean, it's technically under the brand of Scripture Central, but the channel that I run is called Messages of Christ. And I've got 
lots of videos on there, probably about 80 videos or so that talk about different aspects. I use a lot of visuals, a lot of 3D models. And so those are kind of the main areas, scriptureplus.org, Messages of Christ, YouTube channel, and then scripturecentral.org or bookofmormoncentral.org. And you can look at all the different resources we have. So Awesome. And you've actually recreated a few uh, ancient artifacts and things. Do you show that on your YouTube, the Messages of Christ video? I do. Like the clothing of the high priest that I made. I've got the video uh, with the Lego machine that I use to spin the, the thread, which right here. I know viewers can't see it, but you can see it. So, Oh, that is um, so cool. So that's how I put it all together. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. So, so they can find that video on YouTube. It shows that it talks about the clothing and then a lot of the artifacts. That's why I do the artifacts, to be honest, is because I want the visual as part of the video. And so I yes. have to recreate it. So I, you know, wanted videos about the clothing of the high priest. Well, you have to have something visual to show. Right. And so that's where I said, okay, I'll recreate it and have it as part of the videos. So yeah, that's that is so cool. I I think it's so awesome that you're doing this and and providing these resources for people to check it out and just dive a little bit deeper into their study and and learn something new like I did today. So thank you so much, Daniel, for taking the time to talk with me today and for all the good you're doing. I am Carmen Herbert, and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy, truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code doing good, all one word, at checkout, and you get a full month free. So check it out and sign up at ourturtlehouse.com. See you soon.